Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm PJ Majors, part of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 truck. And never before have you recursed your intro with the words dry humping like you just did. (laughs) (laughs) If only Josh could record what happens before you do that intro. Yeah, he could, he just doesn't. (laughs) Which is probably for the best. (laughs) Brett Griffin Spotter, Elliot Sadler, Clint Boyer. Last weekend, Todd Gilliland in his truck debut. Which didn't go very well. It went great right up until the concrete. Something broke. <clears throat> and as always. Hey, guys. It's KB and TJ just said that riding the elliptical is like dry humping running. It's, it's like the dry it's humping of running. Dry humping of running. <laughs> Gross. So all you elliptical people out there with your headphones on listening to us, get off the dry humper <laughs> and go get on, get the, on the wet yeah. humper. <laughs> What's the wet humper, TJ? The treadmill? Apparently running in the rain. I don't know. <laughs> well, rain. nobody wants to dry hump. Nobody wants to run either. Oh, <clears throat> y'all are crazy. Hey, y'all, we're in the Exalted Studios here yeah. at Radio. On it's the better. hills of the One Main Financial 200. Right. Glad that's over. Yeah. We didn't win, but our sponsor was happy. We were fast, too. We got in the wrong lane on the restart. That's a bad deal when you get the wrong lane there. It's, it's I mean, tough. We, were, we were three rows ahead of the nine. We go into turn one, and he's a row, and maybe a row and a half ahead of us. Like That's how much ground we lost because – one person can't shift gears and go. Yeah, the inside. If anybody messes up on the inside row, the inside guy, if he's a little too generous to the guy on the outside, it just screws the whole row. Yeah, we're, we were toast. But one main car was fast. It was a great weekend. We had probably three, four thousand one main financial people there, which was. I thought fun. we had fifty five hundred. Well, we probably did. I was being conservative. I there think, was a lot of one main people. Yeah, I actually in our suite before the race had three different people come up to me, Matt Tomko being one of them, and said he listens to the podcast every week. He's a cool dude. So for a moment, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> These guys are actually <laughs> listening to this show. We might need to clean it up. And then I was like, well, he said he liked it. He's so. a cool dude, though. I played golf with him and Elliot at the charity golf tournament last year. Yeah, he's, he's a awesome dude. dude. Yeah. So we'll just keep on keeping on, I guess. Yeah, what keep else on. can you do? <laughs> we'll just, we just keep advising uh, yeah. people not to dry hump on this show. That's right. I was going to let's keep dry humping. <laughs> Let's dry hump the hell out of this show. Oh, did you win yeah. any money in the casino? I never even went to the casino. No, a shocker. I did. I did. Yeah, I don't. You, you won money? We won 57 bucks on the ponies on Friday night. Yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. pony. That was fun. 
at the sports book. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday night, I heard uh, heard some JRM people have fun on Thursday night in the casino. Yeah, there was a. <laughs> I was in bed by eleven. Just want to oh, put that out there. But some of my cohorts were Sorry. at it. Josh apparently has a story. He's over there laughing. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> Josh I mean, was just his normal Josh. It's the same as every time I go to Dover, I end up in fire and ice because there's nothing uh, else to do in that town. No. Tell us some good rumors. Uh, there aren't really any good rumors. <laughs> I, want to I, will, I will say this. There are some um, cohorts, as uh, Kristen said, that were not feeling well. Was it the guy that says, coming to you, spotter? <laughs> Giggles. <laughs> so, so, so the coming to you spotter guy apparently listens yeah. to our show. Uh, our, some of, our, some of our great guys on the one team before the practice started were laughing and saying, hey, Brett, we're going to call you Brett from now on. <laughs> so no more going to you, Mar. Um, <laughs> so, so, See, uh, if I had so, heard that, though, I would keep calling you spotter yeah, just yeah. in spite. Yeah. So, so I people, would too. people in Baltimore, Maryland listen, Wilmington, Delaware, and even people in this race shop listen to this show. That TJ. was hilarious. They should. I think they're a little scared yeah. of you, maybe. Um, but, you know, I mean, we've all done it. We, they, Thursday night is the night to blow a motor. We yep. should, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can't blow a motor Friday night and have to work all day Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, what time did your roommate get back? 2 a.m. 2 a.m. <laughs> Josh is fine. Yeah. I couldn't tell anything. Josh is a professional, though. Yeah, yeah. he is. Josh and I went yeah. and rode around the golf cart to do a bunch of run-throughs, and he seemed fine with Josh me. Josh is drunk right now. <laughs> 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 It's. I mean, it is to Monday. To be fair, Josh used to work for Miller Coors, so he's a trooper. I told Josh. I, I saw Josh in the casino on uh, one night, and I said, "Hey, man, I got a confession. I was pretty hungover on that Memorial Day show we did." He said, "Brad, I got a confession. I'm hungover every show that we do." <laughs> it's Monday. I was like, "Man, I don't. I don't. You know, somebody said how'd the show go, and I was like, I don't even remember. I don't know what I said. This we may all get we fired. We should have given you a shot of hot vodka, just hair of the dog." Oh. <sighs> Something. Ooh. Anyway, man, crazy weekend. Off to Pocono I this felt week. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Madden hungover. I didn't even. Honestly, I didn't. We didn't come up till Friday morning. That's nice. And that Friday was so long after that truck race and everything. We didn't yeah. get to the hotel till eight. The hotel. Eight o'clock. So. Yeah. Went to bed. It was nice to get out of the Xfinity race a little early. I will say this. You know the Dover piece. And hopefully it's not in here anywhere in Josh's show. But the truck race was. A lot of cautions hard to pass. Xfinity race, a lot of cautions early hard to pass. The cup race was freaking entertaining, man. I don't – I think they were all kind of entertaining. They Guys were struggling to fight grip, and I like seeing that. I think the races are good when when guys are struggling with their cars and stuff. Um, like Ben Rhodes we got out front of that truck race. Earlier in that race, he was in the back. Yeah. And couldn't go anywhere. You get him out front, he's driving away. So, I don't know. It, like, I thought the cup race was definitely entertaining. There awesome. Was, Probably the best cup race I've ever seen there. I think a lot of it was because of the everyone was fighting their cars. Like, if you went too hard down in the corner, it was so hard to run the same lap twice. I was really upset with the stage links uh, in the Xfinity. And, yeah, they and, weren't. And then the truck race. I mean, the truck race was 45-90. They're too and then, short. And then you got 110 run to finish. Yeah. You know, Xfinity was the opposite. We only had an 80-lap run to finish where you didn't have to pit. I that made no sense to me. You, you, you can't you have to pit the last. You gotta have to, freaking yeah. pit the last deal. Yeah, you I can't agree. have a, a final stage and not have to pit. Fire I, up. I, I didn't think we were going to get through the first stage with you know a caution every three laps. I know. I so know. when you don't have a ca- when you don't have to pit in the final stage, there's no there's no no strategy. Yeah. At all. Well, the fuel window is out of the equation. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Nobody's going to short pit. Nobody's doing anything. No. It's it's come on out, guys. Line up when the first guy. You know, where your running is where you're going to finish. Yeah. 
It also Man. opens a big opportunity for teams that are already locked in the playoff. If you throw a yellow, you know, 10, 15 laps before that stage yeah, ends, they'll, they'll come pick. get four. And then they'll either A, stay out, or B, they'll just come get two and inherit the lead. So I'm not a fan of, of putting these stages and laying them out to where there's no fuel windows that open up in that last run I, of I, any I, of any series. The the stages, the, the cautious rate before the end of the stage are starting to – I can't figure out if I like them or I hate them. Because everyone from eighth on back pits, and then they stay out at the end. So basically, you either have to put yourself in position for the next stage, you know, at the end of it or whatever, or and sacrifice this one. Like, yeah. uh, like Blaney should have won Texas. Yeah. But because he stayed out to get them stage points, he had to pit. He was twentieth, and he couldn't get a, couldn't get back up through. So. Yeah, yeah. I tell you who was fast in the Xfinity race. Bubba. Oh, when he got out, dude, he's driving with some. He was coming. And he's driving with like, hey, I'm going to take this, and you're going to give it to me, yeah. and that's it, and I'm yeah. going. And he was racing with guys that I know have a lot faster cars than him. I mean, he smoked Blaney. Yeah, he was uh, – Bubba was driving his tail off, man. Yeah. Bubba I was, and Blaney. I was very impressed. Uh, I think that's somewhere he – I think that's somewhere he likes to go and race. Yeah. Um, and I, you can see it in his driving, too. Yeah, I'd say they're in Charlotte are probably two of his better tracks. Definitely, yeah. I mean – some guys it just fits her driving style. I think it fits Jimmy's pretty yeah, well. Yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> Wonder. <laughs> I think it fits Jimmy's just who, fine. Who was it a few weeks ago was just so worried about Jimmy driving through too many pit boxes? Was that Natalie? Put that in that show? Mm, maybe. I mean, what? This is Jimmy Johnson, people. How many, how many oh, wins has he got? What's he got, 83 wins? The dude just 11 started. at Dover? He started yeah. in the back. Like, he couldn't even – didn't he have to qualify? Started in the back. Yeah. Won the race. And then he was eighth, like on lap eight. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. I think he he just, like, appeared in front of us. I think he's going to turn out to be pretty good at this deal. Yeah. I'm – you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't think number eight – number eight is getting clearer and clearer for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. So. Yeah. You guys ready to go into how old, how old is Jimmy? 41-ish. I think he's younger. I don't think he's that old. Really? Yeah, yeah I, think I think he's, he's like than 39 or 40. I mean, his yeah. beard's that old looking, but. Yeah, he's yeah. got some gray he's in there gray. just for men. 41. <laughs> 41? Mm-hmm. Really? Get some. 1975. Yeah. He looks 32. 75? That was a great year. Holla. You're 75? That's me. Yeah. 75, look at this. You're 41. 42. Birthday was two weeks ago. Thanks for the cake. <laughs> oh, we should have had some cake. Oh, man, I suck. Happy birthday. Present. Did you put it on Facebook? That's the only way tequila, I remember anyone's Tequila birthday. shots. Oh, thanks for the happy We could have made him a happy birthday. We'll have a belated birthday cake. Did I put it on Facebook? It's automatically on Facebook. No, some people don't put it on there because they don't want people to know it's I'll put it because I want all 800 people that I've not seen in the last 27 <laughs> years to tell me happy birthday. That's the, that's the only reason I signed up for Facebook. That's Did you not? Do you have your birthday? Happy on birthday, Twitter? Brett! I'm like, who the f- is this? <laughs> Do you I have like your birthday on they... Twitter? Uh, somebody told me, some people like Clinton. If you uh, have but, it on Twitter, then it, it puts balloons on your profile that day and everything. Oh, Blake Shelton yeah. wished me happy birthday on Twitter, so you know how that ended. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, blew my timeline up with a bunch of people. I love you, Blake. Oh my God, Blake, come to my house, see my wedding. I'm like, yeah, God. Blast. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with your. <laughs> Nothing to do with you. Thanks for all the mentions, guys. <laughs> so great. Uh, poor Since Brett. Real special. But you got a birthday. That's better than getting a happy birthday for me. I was. I was not a birthday. Say it's your birthday. <laughs> 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 I was it's not my a birthday too. <laughs> but not really. 
I was not a birthday person until I went to um, Garth Brooks' concert in Vegas. He did an acoustic deal at the Wynn. And he basically said, without your birthday, all the other days of your life aren't possible. So appreciate it. And that is like, so dumb. That's true. It's so, <laughs> it's so literal is, and true. Right. It's so deep. It's so dumb. So celebrate your birthday. If I was an employer, which I am, I hope my people that work for me are listening. <laughs> if I was an employer. I would uh, I would give everybody their birthday off. It's the it's your personal Mine holiday. Mine is Kentucky race day. <laughs> it's Have your, fun with that. I your, won't be there. It's your personal holiday. Last year, I celebrated mine by myself in our hotel in Kentucky, and I ate a salad from Wendy's. Why'd you do that? <laughs> every, that is the, pathetic. The garage closed at like nine o'clock last year. That's the worst <laughs> birthday I've ever heard. Pathetic loser, Kristen. <laughs> you couldn't even get a massage. Did you find an elliptical? <laughs> yeah, couldn't get dry humped. <laughs> I think that uh-huh. hotel was so bad I didn't even have a fitness room. Oh. All right, didn't have an elliptical. You guys ready to go? <laughs> to spot on, spot off. I think we're having more fun with this. Yeah, now I got ready. diamonds on my birthday last year. A diamond? No diamond earrings. Mm. From I got I got silly string from, from who? You silly oh, string, really? yeah. We silly string, Josh. Remember? <laughs> that was oh yeah. It gets stuck in your beard. Yeah, I think. When's Josh's birthday? April 9th. You you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I think we did a show on my birthday, actually. So, May 22nd. Wasn't I that totally a Monday? I forgot about you. Why don't we just make up for br- – we'll make up for Josh's one day here We'll soon. have all of our birthdays together in one day during a podcast. Man, I think we should – I'll bring in gluten-free, dairy-free cake, and it'll taste <laughs> like garbage. <laughs> I think we rent some entertainers and bring them in here for Josh on just to make up for him missing his birthday. Like yeah. male entertainers? No. No. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever Josh wants. A man with a red face and a thong on does not interest me in the least. <laughs> but you're not Josh. <laughs> that is, y'all are, ugh. I'm out. Just. All right, we're going in his spot on, spot off. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Brett, the NFL says no to the Philadelphia Eagles paint scheme for Dale Earnhardt Jr. This, How does this happen? Spot off, man. Dale Jr. is one of the biggest athletes in the country. It's his retirement year. Hendrick Motorsports has been a dynasty within NASCAR. I'm I'm really confused. And I think the paint scheme had something to do with teachers. Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, NFL, kiss our ass. Like, how can this happen? Spot off. How can the Eagles own their property and, and basically lend it out and then the, the, the NFL come in and go, well, you can't do that with your own thing? That's weird. I'm, I'm – was really surprised to hear that. I understand why they would say no to cross cross sport marketing. I know. With stupid. The world's most recognizable driver, Dale. I mean, I go spot on because Eagles are like the armpit of the NFC. Oh, shut up! Such a that's armpit of the NFC East, right there. Okay, Buffalo Bills fan. I don't care what you say. No, the. This is how big of a deal Dale Jr. is, though. This happens, and the whole NASCAR motorsports media spin it as, well, thank God. Dell Jr. doesn't have to run Eagles paint scheme. He's Redskins fan. Like they I don't, don't like even the they don't, they either, don't even address the marketing aspects of it for everybody or the sponsorship efforts and the fact that this thing was announced and then unfortunately unannounced. But spot off, man, NFL. That these guys wear helmets. I mean, Bobby Labonte wore helmets you know, back in the day. I don't understand the fact that we've had people like um, who do we have? We had we've had football players. We had like. Uh, who was it? Julian Edelman at, at Loudon. We had him there. We get we had Duncan Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman as owners. Sue comes to a handful of races. He was at Sonoma last year. Maybe yeah. another one too. Yeah. 
We got NFL players coming to our races. Greg Olson comes see you on the roof every week. Greg Olson's not every week, every Charlotte. Greg Olson's awesome. Now his brother, he needs some help, but <laughs> Greg Olson. Greg Olson's brother likes to have a good time. If he comes, he's going to be wearing orange. That's true. Um, oh, jumpsuit. Got it. I just <laughs> – I don't understand why you would say no to it, though, but, I mean, the Eagles do suck. So You suck. Go. It wasn't the Eagles. It was the NFL. It was the commissioner. Who cares? So don't blame it on the Eagles, or I'll Eagle come over suck. there and fight you with my fist. With your eagle. Your face. Just don't bring your elliptical. Fan arrested for climbing turn four fence at Dover this weekend. He was drunk. Spot on, spot off. Uh, I got to go spot off, man. That's dangerous. <laughs> you just almost <laughs> lose your head. Yeah. Uh, this cord's like this cord's like three foot long, man, and I'm sitting over here in the corner. <laughs> so I, I, that's – I don't know. what Who sits there and says, hey, who, let's climb the fence, man. That'll be awesome. I mean, go down to the front row and take your clothes off or something. Get Ew, off the don't fence. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I the I mean, fact that it's happened twice. I don't understand. Great. If you look down there, there's security guards all over the place, and some guy casually climbs a fence in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> what do they but do? But no one notices it till he's on the top, on top. of it. He's on the top <laughs> like, rope. No, he wasn't on top. He was doing pull-ups from the other side of the damn thing. This guy managed to climb and get to the edge. If on the, the flat if the, part. I don't know how the fence didn't somewhat start to collapse. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how we didn't go under yellow. None of us saw it, which obviously we're doing our job. We're not looking for people yeah. climbing fences by any means. But how does this happen? I mean, like, Richmond to me looked like <laughs> like a cooler like, up there. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, like a dumb drunk guy is going was, up there to have fun, which I later met his dog. That guy really wanted um, a better seat. He was yeah. up there to drink. But this guy – the, to the extent to which he did it, he looked like an idiot. Like, I mean, he could have died. And imagine this guy falling in a That's car. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that would have been it? brutal. Dude, there would have been a freaking hand land in Maryland somewhere. Like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> Gosh, like, we would have got splattered on the roof. I hope this dude goes to jail for. He's being sentenced this morning, I think. Yeah. I, I bet he gets 60 days or something. They were going to, they're setting the bond this morning or something, and, and then they're going to, I think he'll get a court date later or something, I'm sure. That's ridiculous. Our judicial system would never hand down a penalty that quickly, KB. <laughs> we have yeah. to stretch it. It'll be two years at yeah. least. Spot on, spot off. Elliot Sadler holds points lead for the 10th consecutive week. Spot on, man. We're just doing Smart it. Man. A lot of people, uh, Jim Mutter actually had Justin Algar taking the points lead because Justin's statistics at Dover compared to Elliot's. Uh, that was a really good track for Elliott last year, a really good track for him this year. Unfortunately, like we talked about, extremely hard to pass, got in the wrong lane, burned her stuff up, finished seventh, and did manage to beat Justin by probably three, four spots. Yeah, we finished right behind you in a couple of different segments, stages anyway. It was it was close, but, um, you know, I – You looked really loose to me. Yeah, we were – Both bad. days, we, Saturday we were, and Sunday. We were pretty bad. Um, you know, I got a you know, spot on for Elliott for – Having, you know, starting off the year good. If you start the year off good, it's a lot easier to maintain than it is to make up ground. But, um, you know, I'm pretty happy and satisfied with Justin and Jason and all the guys. (laughs) Satisfied. Your grasp of the English language never I'm very satisfied with the work that JR Motorsports (laughs) has put in and Jason and them over there to to make up because we had a really. You dug out of a hole. (laughs) We had a bad hole to dig out of. Justin has dug out of a hole. And I also feel like. Justin's strengths to me the past year and a half have been short tracks, flat tracks, and then also Homestead. I mean, he had one of his better runs of the year yeah. at Homestead. So we all knew he was going to recover. I mean, he's too good of a race car driver. We're too good of a company. Uh, but but he has recovered in an amazing style to come from literally 30th in points to yeah, second. We were, after, really Atlanta, after Atlanta, we were in trouble. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, to get a win and make up a lot of that ground, what are we, like 14, 15 points back or something? Can't be many. I think you're 12. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, to be that close after that start is pretty good. I think Justin's actually re kind of finding himself a little bit too here. I think he's found a good home and, and um, you know, he, he's – Always, always positive on the radio. He's a great guy. Yeah, and he's, you know, I think. Y'all got to get him a bigger hat, though. The hat that he wears is like squeezing his brain when he takes it the off. The Briar's like, hat. There's this hat ring around his eyebrows, yeah. and I'm like, man, it's going to squish his I will say brain. that Dash for Cash hat that they gave him in uh, wherever we want it was exceptionally large yeah. for his hat. <laughs> so, but, yeah, no, spot on for Junior Motorsports, too, man, for for being in this position. What are, are we one, two, and three still? And Where's Michael six. at? Nine. Nine. Ninth. I'm not going to lie. Had a bad Charlotte. Ten. How many transfer? Eight? Twelve. 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 Yeah, yeah. So he's, I'm not going to lie. Michael's actually quietly doing what he needs to do. He's yeah, doing he's exactly doing, what he needs to do. Without Charlotte, he's probably actually – yeah, where would he be without Charlotte? You think he was going to have he'd four be, back-to-back he'd top be tens. Six or I mean, that, honestly, fifth. that's that's I feel like that's pretty good for him. He's getting his confidence back with that and keep chipping away at it. So first time crew chief, I mean, this is his first time crew chiefing, right? Yeah, and it's a first time crew chief, and a lot of those guys. I mean, new it's a brand team. new team. Yeah, yeah. So still working out the kinks and everything. There's a lot I mean, of questions too right now around Roush and if they're going to continue to run the six full time after this weekend. So obviously that could play a role into Michael's ability to move up in the points. Where also, a lot of rumor that the Bubba may end up in a cup car even as soon as this weekend. Mm-hmm. If that happens, it's a big deal for Bubba. That would be know. massive news. Yeah, yeah. be. and Bubba, it, honestly, Bubba's probably deserving of a cup race now. Um, he's been running Xfinity for a while, and he, he's I'm probably – I'm surprised someone hasn't already put him in a cup car. Just well, he's been, on, he's been under contract with Roush, and, and um, you know, uh, this – Honestly, this might be one door closes more open for Bubba here. So this might this might be a blessing for him, and he might find a new home. You never know. I always thought Toyota was crazy for letting him go because here he sits in the trucks. He won four races that year, had a phenomenal year, and then the following year, he literally all that Toyota was able to put on the plate for him was a part-time Xfinity gig at Roush. I mean at uh, Gibbs. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be like eight to ten races. So he was going to go from a full-time truck ride to a very limited schedule in Xfinity and kind of stub his toe a little bit. And, and Ford stepped up and said, hey, we want him, and have taken him in. So hopefully Ford's about to open some more doors for him, as, as TJ said, as summer closing. Because I agree with TJ. He is very deserving of a, of a cup ride. And some of these tracks that he tends to run well on, like Dover and Charlotte, can – lend yourself to being better in a cup car than an Xfinity car. I mean, that, those are places where guys like Jimmy Johnson run better. So higher horsepower machines sometimes prevail for a guy's driving style. Well, yeah, you never know. He might – I think it will work out better for him. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. <sighs> Still your show, Jordan KB. Dahl, my uh, sponsor for Armor, he just said uh, – and a question to enhance the fan experience. Can we put a number banner in front of the spotters so we know who is who? So when they screw up, we can throw things at them. <laughs> Jordan, uh, I thought we were friends, man. <sighs> spot on, spot off. Junior Motorsports holds two spots in the dash for cash at Dover, and William Byron wins. Baby driver. $100,000. That's got to be the most money he's ever won, right? I'd assume so. Let's just hope that he had a driver contract where he got some of it. I hope. I hope he got a lot of it. Crickets. <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen his driver contract. I haven't either. The rule of thumb is the driver gets half, right? So when you fans see 
Justin Algar, $100,000. Justin doesn't get it all, people. Um, (laughs) Rule of thumb is rule of thumb's half. I mean, obviously that rule of thumb can go to 40. It can go to 60, depending on. I mean, Jimmy Johnson probably gets a little more than 50 when he wins a million. I think the more experienced the driver, the more money they probably get on their contracts. You know, these young guys probably don't have very good. They don't have contracts built for that. But as you get older and more experienced, you 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 get more benefits and more. Um, William like can that. William can now afford to go buy that new hoverboard he's been yeah. eyeing. Yeah, William, William can now buy that Xbox 360 he's yes. been desiring. He's yeah. been wanting the OS Xbox One. Yeah, he's so cute. He might even get him an iRacing machine now. Yeah. He has one. <laughs> I can't afford one of those things. His I need a sponsor. mad because he's taken over the entire living room with it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe now he can get his own apartment. I met his mom and sister here for a fan day. They yeah, were super nice. They're super nice. Great family. I met his dad just real briefly at um, the Hendrick deal in December. At Will the you, uh, Big Bill? Yeah. And um, he was into the music. I heard his name when he was running late models here. Didn't follow him, didn't know him, heard his name. And then when he got the trucks, I was like, holy cow, this kid can flat do it. Because there's two kinds of ways to want to race. You can inherit the lead and win. Or you can go pass for the lead and win. And this is one of those guys that can pass for the lead and win. And when you look at the superstars in the sport and the Cup Series, that's what they're able to do. It's really easy to be running third and first and second have an issue and you inherit the lead and you maintain it. It's really hard to be running third and go pass second, pass first, take the win away from them to bring it to yourself. So super impressed with that guy. Congrats yeah, to him. I think it's um, I think it's been a little bit of a learning curve. I think it's a little harder than what he had in the truck series to do now um it's not as easy because that truck he was in was exceptionally good but i think he's doing well with it he's not wrecking every week he's finishing races um you obviously he's winning dash for cash stuff he's impressive and i owe earl a freaking long island iced tea because wow that's expensive he beat me I know. better than that crap you're drinking out of that can that is there. that that's like baby <laughs> like, this is uh, <laughs> this is this is pureed kale blueberries with some almond milk and baby diaper uh, cayenne pepper it looks like a baby diaper mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, I'm it's not just a say it. cup of health right there <laughs> it is yeah speaking I'm, of baby diapers speaking of that we're gonna take a break <laughs> <laughs> one main financial is the largest consumer finance company in the united states and it dates back over 100 years tj i did not know that but i did know that if you were in need of a loan and your finances have taken a turn one main can help so race down to the closest one main branch and get back on track you know that with more than 1700 locations there is bound to be one near you. There's actually one really close to us where we're at right now. So find your closest one main at onemainfinancial.com. Lending made personal. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right, we are back, and I am getting ready to go into fast lane with the gents here. I'm going to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate, and I'm going to alternate who responds first. Brett is going to go first. Each of them will get 30 seconds to voice their opinion on my question, and then whoever responded first will get a 30-second rebuttal. Y'all ready? Our breaks need to be longer. Ding. <laughs> Do you have to pee? No, I'm good. You always have you to pee. You gave me like eight seconds there. I'm good. <laughs> Not only did Jimmy Johnson tie Cale Yarborough for sixth place on the all-time wins list, he tied Richard Petty and Daryl Waltrip for accumulating 11 wins at one racetrack. Will Jimmy break the record and win Dover for a 12th time? Brett. He, you got to say yesterday's race was won in a large part 
because of Chad Knaus. Chad Knaus had the strategy to stay out, long pit everybody, all of the guys, five guys in front of Jimmy had pitted. Jimmy inherited the lead. He comes back down pit road to get four tires, manages to have a wonderful restart. The answer is yes, he can win Dover a 12th time. <gasps> that thing wow. Is- Turn. <laughs> Holy it's, shit. It wasn't bad, am I? I think oh it, just, it just knocked me out. <laughs> Mike Holy Tyson. Jesus. Ross Chastain. Just <laughs> Make sure you guys are awake. Go ahead, TJ. You now have 30 seconds. Well, and we're I, I, that again. thing knocked the thoughts out of my head. It <laughs> doesn't take much. Jimmy can it? win everywhere. Jimmy could win Pocono. He can win the next five races. For He's that type of guy. So, Jimmy gets on a hot streak. And I feel like he's been fairly successful this year already. So, he had he damn near won Charlotte. I mean, a week ago he almost won Charlotte as well. He came up three quarters of a lap short. But Jimmy, uh, I mean, we need to enjoy what Jimmy Johnson's doing right now because there's there's a good chance that it's probably never going to be repeated. Kenny went for a twelfth time. Yeah, he doesn't win for the eleventh time if he's not a badass on a restart. Kyle Larson. I saw people on Twitter saying NASCAR calls Kyle Larson the win. No, Kyle Larson got beat by Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson yeah. calls Kyle Larson the win. Kyle slowed the restart down too much, and then when he went, he spun his tires. He should have been going faster. He should have left the restart zone early instead of late. Jimmy took it from him, man. That's one of them deals yeah. that we were just talking about. If you, you can take it, you're the man. You can't You can't go late on a final restart. You notice, Kyle, what I like about Kyle Larson's restarts and is the fact that he starts them like a sprint car race, kind of. You ever see what he does? He doesn't slow the field down hardly ever. When he gets close, when he gets about 10 car lengths from the line, he slowly picks up Roll. his speed yep. and takes off, and everybody behind him has a nice, smooth restart. We don't play these games where everybody's running into each other. Like Keselowski does. Or, or Kevin or Kyle. Yeah. They all slow them way down. But what he did is did something that he's not used to doing, and he, and he, he cost himself. If he would have rolled up to that line and took it, off when he got fine. to it, hit it into turn one on the outside of Jimmy and pinched Jimmy down and beat him off the corner. Yep. But instead he gave Jimmy opportunity, and if you give Jimmy – he's only one – Seven championships. Yeah. All you fans that are butt hurt, go back and watch the final oh, restart. Jimmy took it. Kyle messed up just a little bit and got another second. Ty, <laughs> <laughs> Ty Dillon caused a wreck on the overtime finish. NASCAR determined the leader was past the overtime line. Is the overtime line a good thing on green-white checker finishes? <clears throat> um, My turn? Yep. I think – you know, I, I'd like to see these races end under green, but that race, Jimmy Johnson was into turn three already. Um, he was going to win the race. They, Kyle was not going to get back to him. I, I don't, I don't mind going away from this role, but I don't think we need to do it at, at bigger tracks. Like I don't, I would hate to do this at Talladega Daytona where you run till the run till the end and somebody wins. Um, but like Arca, Arca doesn't have a one cool thing about Arca is they never finish under yellow, so you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed a green finish. Is the overtime line a good thing on green-white checker finishes? Absolutely not. Yesterday, the race was determined by a half a mile. That's not okay. We need to, at minimum, come back to the white. I personally think we need to go back to the green-white checker thing. The reason this this, this rule exists is guys like Dale Jr., which I get, we're jumping up and down screaming because of what happened to Austin Dillon at Daytona two years ago when NBC had their first race on television. So I, I just think we jip the fans, and, and to some degree we just screw up the race at the end. Is Kyle Larson the new Ky- – oh, wait. Did yeah, thanks. Again? Thanks. I mean, that's enough Will you get off your it. damn phone and be a part of the show? That's enough about it anyway. Stop I mean, looking at the ellipticals. I'll give you mine. <laughs> I think uh, – 
I would like to see these guys race it out. You know, it, it, it's racing. I mean, that's some of the best part of the race yeah. is seeing the ending and who's going to win. It's so. the overtime sudden death of hockey. Yeah, somebody has to win, and it shouldn't be because they come across the line slow. Is Kyle Larson the new Kyle Busch? Minus winning Dover and Cup, he essentially dominated Saturday and Sunday. Brett? Man, I, I got to say he's not the new Kyle Busch because his persona is a lot different than what Kyle brings to interviews and to TV. I mean, let's all be very honest. Kyle is, is a character, and when he's in character, he's a very arrogant guy. I think Kyle Larson is a very humble and gracious guy, but – the performance here being insinuated in this question, the answer is yes. This guy is the next Kyle Busch right now. Um, I, I don't know if he is quite yet. He hasn't shown me enough on all types of tracks yet. To, and Kyle's won on basically every type of track. Um, road course is everything Kyle's been successful at. When I don't think Kyle Larson is very far from being that, but on the track-wise, you know, as far as personality-wise, he's the opposite of the spectrum. But... He's got a little bit more to show me, but he's trending in that direction. Very close to dominating, I mean, period. Very close to winning six cup races this year. Uh, obviously has won three Xfinity races. Hope he's enjoying that because NASCAR's getting ready to come down. I don't think you see a cup driver in a Dash for Cash race next year. I like it. We'll see. Kyle Busch left pit road on Sunday when all of, all the <clears> – what? This is a paragraph. You better get your breath right. <laughs> Kyle Busch left pit road on Sunday when all of a sudden the left rear tire came off the car. A NASCAR official said it, it is possible Kyle Busch's team could receive lenient punishment for having a tire fall off after a pit stop. The rule book calls for a stiff penalty, including a four-race suspension for the crew chief, tire changer, and carrier. What do you think the punishment will and should be for the 18 team? TJ? So this happened in the truck race as well. It happened to the truck that I was spotting for. With the Brad, left, right? With Brad's truck. The left front of the tr- the left front came off. It's basically the same point as Kyle's, and then we had it happen again with the left rear on on Sunday. I don't I don't know if that's I don't see I don't know why this would be a suspension for people. It's just a mistake. You're not trying to gain. I mean, the wheel obviously, no, the tire never got put on correctly or whatever. You're going to come back down and fix it. It's not like finishing a million-dollar race and having 18 lug nuts on your car. The crew chief doesn't change the tire. Therefore, he should not be under penalty for anything. In this situation, the jack either broke or the jack man screwed up, and when the jack drops, the driver leaves. The lug nuts weren't on, therefore the tire fell off. However, if this is how it's written in the rule book, enforce it the way it's written. This is where NASCAR gets themselves into trouble. There shouldn't be a gray area with a freaking rule. The rule is the rule. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> if you if you make the rule, stand by it. If they if they got a four, why are we even discussing it? It's supposed to be four races. Make it four races and be done with it. I don't know why. If it's not four races, then why do we have the rule? We should just get rid of it. The off the wall topic: NHRA funny car driver Courtney Force, daughter of NHRA legend John Force. Did you see this? I would. No. It's big. Oh. I go mean, that, it was like, oh, everybody before you just pause the show and go Google, Courtney Force blows up. Yeah. She crossed the well, finish I don't know line if I would word it like that. 331 miles per hour when her car exploded. Luckily, she walked away with no injuries. As fathers of daughters, would you let them race if they wanted to? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Man. Man. Good thing is her husband yeah. won yesterday. Who thought this one up? That's not her husband. Yeah. It's her dad. It's a Josh. This is Josh's best question. No, um... What's his face? In the Graham Rahal. 
Yeah, Graham. He won yesterday. Yeah, Graham won both days. Oh, they're uh, they're married. Yep, they got married two years ago. Oh, well, there's some freaking racing legacy. I bet their babies will be worth some money. Holy sh! I told you. There's a girl in that car. It literally looked like a F-16 dropped a bomb on that car. Um, Man, I don't know. What the hell happened? It blow up. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> it blowed up. Uh, I don't know, man. First of all, Jovi's too timid to race. Mm. Keely is crazy enough to race. And, I mean, I'm going to let my kids pursue whatever they want to do. So, I guess the answer is yes. But, I mean, when you see a car that you know is capable of running. <laughs> Sorry, what I pressed the, the wrong Josh, button. what was that? What are you watching, Josh? It's all these buttons. You see a car running 330 miles an hour and it blow up. It's scary. <laughs> Look at her afterwards, though. Just smiling, talking, laughing. So that's up. not a bad wreck. It looks way worse than what it is. There's nothing left but... of the car. Well, that, I mean, that body is nothing but carbon shell. fiber. Yeah, that yeah. body so, I mean, blows just, off anyway. It's scary to see. Yeah, it's, she's kind of cute. Yeah, she's just super pretty. I like blondes. Anyway, I think <laughs> I like uh, blondes. Madeline's into dancing, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that'll keep her away from racing. So, <laughs> and the. Uh, you know, like Brett said, though, you're going to let them do what they want. If that's what their desire Ooh, is, look, let them do next. She's almost naked. Is this Courtney Force body video? The Google this. This is way better. Hit, why why are you waiting for it? Hit play. There we go. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, keep going. Hang on. Don't hit. Don't stop it. Okay. Uh, Wait a minute. I hair wanna... Skip into it a little bit. Let's get to the good stuff. Two <laughs> years. Oh, there she is. Is she naked in a desert? Oh, my God, she is. Brad, I'm going to dry hump you. That's an awful big tire she's sitting on. Look at this. She's crazy. No wonder she does this stuff. It's for the um the body issue for, is it Sports Illustrated? Yeah, or Sports we gave Illustrated. that away. Get yeah. that back over here. I'm going to show her. Is she naked? Yeah, I think so. Is that okay? I mean, I'm Wouldn't you feel awkward if you were naked and a bunch of people were taking your picture? Like Depends this. on how much they paid me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they wouldn't pay you shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What would you do that? I mean, would you get in a car that run 330 miles an hour? Potentially do that or body sure, painting? She away from would it. you do body painting in front of other people? No. Why? I, 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 I no. What Just a little bit of self-respect. What about you, Josh? Me? Would you? I was about to ask you what language you were saying. <laughs> I wanted to say something that wouldn't offend anyone, but what do I care? I have too much self-respect to put it all out there. Yeah. So you wouldn't take pictures naked <laughs> sitting on a drag racing tire no, in the desert? No, there's only one person that's supposed to see me naked. Yeah. It's out of respect oh, to him. Man. Anyway, okay. going into Ask Hash, Travis the Campbell. Ask TBC. <laughs> Producer Amish Josh has chosen a few <laughs> questions to ask the guys here. Are y'all ready? At NASCAR Guru, how does that $100,000 get divided up? All driver or driver team owner? Just curious. Right, you kind of already answered We that. just told you, man. Yeah. It, it Based on contracts, you know, owners are going to get Why some. Why are you sweating so much? Because that I drink a, he was drinking. The, 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 did the elliptical right before we got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it depends on contracts, NASCAR guru. You know, sometimes the, the team is always going to get some, and the driver is always going to get some. It just depends on how that contract works. Spider ain't going to get known. Nern. I get some if Elliot wins money, though. He's kind enough to say, here you go, homie. At Tam's tweets us, how do you listen to four radios? I don't. TJ listens to three. Yeah, I have channel one, channel two, and then NASCAR. I don't scan myself or do anything. But you just get used to it. It's a, it's a, Honestly, when you scan yourself, you get really comfortable with hearing it, and you know your radios are working. But when you, if you take that away, you uh, 
it's weird signing. You have to get used to it again. Yeah, channel one is us talking to the driver. Channel two is us, us being spotters, talking to the crew chief. NASCAR is our third radio. They tell us a lot of the occurrences within the race when the yellows are out, when we're going green, when pit roads are open, when TJ speeds on pit road. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth radio is just used to listen to ourselves, which is uh, something that kind of came into the industry as a result of some pilots like Danny Culler being a spotter. Uh, he was actually the Earnhardt spotter. And pilots, when they are sitting in the cockpit talking, they have the same headsets that you and I have right now. They talk, and they can hear themselves. So when you take that away, and they're keying up a button, and they're talking, they can't hear themselves. They're freaked out. But what it did for us spotters that weren't pilots is it, it gave us an insurance policy to know if our cord's going bad or if we've got an issue, when we key up and start talking, we're the first ones to hear the problem, and we know we have to adjust our equipment. So that fourth radio is kind of like an insurance policy. At Improv QS, remember when NASCAR had 43 cars racing and 43 entries? Now we can't get a full 40-car field. What happened? I mean, the economy is the first thing you can say there. I don't think the field's terrible now. Um, it's obviously not the best it's ever been, but um, I know you're more on the economics, Brett. When they put the franchise piece in play, we said on the show this was a race to 36, and – that's what it did. I mean, we took 43-plus entries. I mean, I remember going to Indy, going to Daytona, 50. and having 55, 60 cars showing up to make a 43-car field. But when they did this franchise system and they put these, you know, 36 cars or whatever that are, that are falling under the franchise piece, they're getting a big portion of the TV money. You know, you used to could go to Daytona and, and run last and win $70,000. And now if you go to Daytona and you're not a franchise guy and you run last, you win $20,000. Well, guess what? That doesn't pay your travel. That doesn't pay your tires. So we're in a race, we said this on the show, to become a 36-car field. We actually have the full field in NASCAR's eyes is 36 cars. They're giving you four free enterprise spots for you to show up and say, I want to race and have an opportunity to do it. At Anthony underscore Barbone asks, is the racing now the best it has ever been in the sports history in your opinion? I don't, I think the racing is great right now. I, the cars, they can, they can get closer to each other than they could before that they're sliding around a lot more. The, uh, the drivers are having more handling issues. They're getting away from being stuck to the ground. I know we're still stuck to the ground pretty good, but we're kind of trending in the direction where they're not now. And, I mean, I thought the race has been good. I think our racing, I think the cars are, are certainly good. I still believe the key to us putting on the best race possible falls on Goodyear's shoulders. When I look back at the 70s and 80s when I think the racing was, was good, we were able to see the cars moving around a lot. At Dover, I was able to see – those guys were going over bumps and loose into one, and the, the car was getting to them and making them loose off of two. Goodyear controls that. If they bring a tire with a lot of grip that doesn't fall off on lap times, we're going to see a boring race. If they bring a tire that allows us to, you know, lose grip, lap times fall way off, we're going we're to see a better race. But, I mean, you know, people were jumping up and down about how the racing was in the 90s and how it was the best ever and how they built sport on it. I remember going to Dover and coming home and seven cars were on the lead lap. Be on the lead lap. So yeah. you look at yesterday, you know, we had 20-plus cars on the lead lap at the end of that race. I mean, I, I think NASCAR's done a lot of good things. I still think these cars are a little bit too slammed on the ground. We're creating a lot of downforce. But overall – I think people need to realize that a lot of the, the product falls on Goodyear. Yeah, and what well, a great freaking monopoly they got. So 
I, I liked the fact that some guys, if you stretch it too far, you had a tire problem. Mm-hmm. I want to bring back having a guy have to manage his tires a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want a guy that can have that, that sits back there in sixth or seventh for 40, 50 laps, and then you know you're down to the last 20 or 30, and here comes this guy knifing up through there because he was a little bit better at saving his tires. Then you got two guys. One a little bit slower, one a little bit faster, duking it out, you know, and and that's what I want to see. So, I like to see a little bit of tire management play. I know, and I, there was a tiny bit of it at Dover. If you a couple guys had right front problems, yep, and yep. and I like having. You, we've never had to worry about that. New tires have to mean something. When we see guys, you know, win races on thirty lap tires, who elected to stay out, I'm I'm not a, a fan of that. I mean, to to TJ's no. point. Here's what Goodyear has. Goodyear has a monopoly on our sport because they're the only tire provider. So we're all going to ultimately run what they bring. They're, what they're up against is, well, the good thing for them is they're selling us tires at $20,000 per team per weekend. But what they're up against is the PR side of it. They don't want fans to watch on TV and see Goodyear tires fail. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, they're they're tasked with building a tire that puts on a good show yet doesn't fail. And there are teams who can make the tire fail. Yeah. You know, when we saw the tires <laughs> fail yesterday, it doesn't mean that was on Goodyear. It could have mean too much camber. It, there, yes. There's a lot of things it can and mean. When he says too much camber, camber is basically speed. Yes. When you can put camber in a car, it basically makes it turn better and it's speed, but it wears the hell out of the tire. Which is good. Which is good, it's but risk. it's not Goodyear's fault that you ran too much. Yeah, they, you know, they're that's why you make runs in practice, and you should make a fuel run, and take a look at your wares and see if you can run that far. Yeah, and it's a risk; it's a gamble. I always thought Jimmy Elledge, which is Carson Elledge's dad, uh, was one of the better crew chiefs at, at really searching for and finding that edge on camber and getting the car to turn. And he'd wear you out if he ever hit that mark, but he also wasn't afraid to maybe overstep it and blow some right front tires at places, but. You know, Goodyear is basically drawing the line now on, on, on where that is. And, and they put minimum air pressures to protect teams from themselves. You can't go below these marks. Or if you do, you know, we're going to come and get you. NASCAR is going to penalize you. And, and there was a point where NASCAR would roam up and down pit road checking those air pressures. When they have to start protecting us from ourselves, it's it's not for us. It's for their PR of blowing tires. You know, Well, the I mean? worst part about it is Kyle has a tire problem, gets out. And just bashes Goodyear right away, right. you know. And then you get other people that get out, and they're like, they know, they understand it, but you don't want bad publicity with it. No, you don't. That's what happens. So it, it's going to happen when guys blow tires. You, there, no way is Kyle ever blowing a right front tire and not blaming Goodyear. No, ever, no. ever. So do you guys have anything to rant about today? You, you know, have anything particularly- I, I I really enjoyed the run of races that we've had which started at 1.15 p.m. on Sundays. I think they're great for the East Coast audience. I also think if I wake up on the West Coast at 10 a.m., it's good for me to be able because those people don't go to church. I mean. <laughs> West Coast doesn't go to church? No. Nah, I got a lot of friends out there. I got family out there. Like, we get up on the East Coast on Sunday morning. We go to church. We go to Grandma's for lunch, or we go to a Golden Corral buffet. And then we watch the damn race, right? West Coast people can get up, roll out of bed, drink a Bloody Mary. They can watch the race. Dover marked the last cup race that will be run before 3 p.m. Eastern time until early September. That I'm not a fan of because I think we really have – our audience is still southeast. It's still east coast. It's still blue collar. And we're going to give those guys – till Sunday afternoon to get something else to do to not tune in. So I would love to see real data. 
not made up data, real data on why in the hell we do that. Because I'm a fan of, I'd run these races at 1230. Yeah, the early, 1230 to 1 is the perfect start time. I agree with that. And then, you know, that's perfect time. People are getting done with lunch. They want to come watch the race a little while, take a nap a little bit, watch look at the our, race. And look at our stands, man. You put yourself in this position. Okay, I'm going to go to Pocono. The race is going to start at 3.15. next year. I mean, their it's, fall race. It's going to start at 3.15. It's going to be over at 7.15. I got to go all the way home and then get up for work Monday morning? Imagine, nah. if, imagine if you get a rain shower. No. Nah. If, hey, if we get a rain shower at 2.30 on, on Sunday, People this Pocono are. race will never happen. Yeah. And they don't have lights. But, I mean, just looking at yeah, the – It takes I mean, forever to dry. What I was talking about was TV audience initially. Now what I'm about is the people in the stands. They're, I could drive from right here to Darlington, watch the race, come home and go to work if it starts at 1 o'clock. You start making that thing end at 7, 8, 9 o'clock, and now I'm going to get home at midnight, 1 o'clock, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to stay home watching on TV. Like – we need to get help these tracks yeah. put put butts back in seats, and we're not doing that with these late start it's times. Not on Sundays. Up, it's easier to get up early and go to the track than it is to go late and get home late. People yeah. are more likely going to get up at 5 a.m. than they are getting home at 5 a.m. and go to work. Yeah, because you, you wake up and you feel good, and, and let's face it, man, race fans like to have a good time. So they're yeah, going to go tailgate I, I all mean, day. They're worn out. There is That's half the day is way over with at 3 o'clock. So all of June, all of July – and all of August, our races are starting after 3 p.m. Nothing before 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. No. Not a fan. No, I, you know, clearly smarter people are making decisions, but, man, I'm not yeah, a fan. I'm glad I won't see my family. Boy, you got lucky yesterday <laughs> on these DBC picks. You got lucky with Hamlin at Kansas. So man. TJ is still losing to Brett 8-5, to five, but he did win this weekend. He beat me by one spot. One spot. That's all that matters. One spot. Jones got in a wreck. Kyle's tire <laughs> falls off. Kyle then has another pit issue. Had to come in with a loose wheel or something. Right, Can't believe I lost. Kyle Bush, Eric Jones. We're going into Pocono. Who you got? <sighs> Pocono. I don't even know who's left. Amarillo's probably out. not a good pick this week, is he? Yeah, you should probably go with him. I hope he's doing well, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't heard a lot of talk about his recovery the last couple of weeks. Clearly, it was a big story for a while. But, I mean, as, as hard as that guy hit, I hope he's doing well. That's a serious deal. I'm going to go with the number 41 Haas Automation Ford of Mr. Kurt Busch. Back-to-back Bush for me. All right. I'll go with uh, – uh, I will go with Chase Elliott. Oh, strong. Chase and Chase. What, what do y'all call Chase? Race and Chase from the same place. There you go. <laughs> there he is. You know Chase actually had Kurt beat the last time there. He did. He did. But he took the bait Kurt gave him. Yeah, he did. I – uh was out in the motorhome lot after the one main financial 200 and chase and ryan were out there throwing a baseball chase has got a nice little little toss yeah ryan he's a big braves to, fan ryan needs to work on his form a little bit he doesn't really rear back all the way he's kind of one of those half cock guys and kind of he, he doesn't really he don't need to work on his form still has great hair chase is a big baseball fan though so is he a uh, huge race just because you're a fan doesn't make you good at it huh are you sure I'm a fan of a lot of things I'm not good at. <laughs> dry hump. you want to know? Dry humping. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good on the elliptical. All right. We got your so we got your picks in for Pocono. We're headed to Pocono. If you guys are at Pocono Raceway this Friday, come on out to the Junior Nation infield block party. It's free. All of our drivers are going to be there from 7 to 8 doing hilarious things on stage, and I'm going to be giving away a bunch of free stuff. I got block a party. I got, I, got, I got a question about the block party. What yep. does that mean? That means in the infield stage at Pocono. Where's that at? 
right that by that. Right it's in the infield. It's on the main road. Yeah, you it's right the there by the intersection. One, yeah. It's in between the uh, Xfinity and Cup garages. It's free to get in there if you have a ticket. Yeah. A donation of 10 bucks if you don't have a ticket, and it goes to the firefighters of um, Pocono. And this is Friday evening. Friday evening, 7 to 8, and is Elliot there? Sadler, William Byron, Michael Annette, and Justin Allgaier will be there. Oh, so wow. The guy be... who just won 100000 is yes. buying beer for all of us, even though he's not 21. So, yeah, Oscar <laughs> Blues will be there sampling beer. You yeah. can buy beer. Underage food. people can buy beer for other people that are over 21, <laughs> right? They just can't not, buy it for not technically. And there's bands, there's bands and fireworks and all that stuff. So come on out, it'll be fun. We'll all be there. Yeah, are you gonna be there? I will be there. Yeah, what are you doing with that sheet of paper right now? I'm gonna beat you with it. <laughs> Pocono's fun. I do gotta say, I got a tweet, and I, I, I wish I had time to pull up a picture of it. Um, it was from a race fan, and they said that they went to a one main financial. And got a loan because of our show. No way. Yes. That's so awesome. I just feel like that at some point. Here okay. it is. I'll let you read it because you have a much better radio voice than I do. At AMA Hark. Got an ad from One Main Racing today. Called them about a loan. It's 100% because of Spotter Brett, TJ Majors, Kristen Bauer on Door Bumper Clear. Holla. Yeah. That's badass. This probably. Uh, there was no mention of producer Amish Josh. That <laughs> no. This really hurts my feelings. You know what? One Main is a fantastic company, and I'm not saying that because they're my sponsor. I got to hang out with the entire executive and investor team this weekend, and every time I'm with them, they're just phenomenal people. Great and Amanda people. just proved that our show is getting return on this sponsorship. Mm-hmm. We probably all just got raises. Did. <laughs> bling, you bling. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. You don't get paid to do this? It's my salary. Apparently. You and Josh don't get anything extra for this. I get a I get a pat on the back when people are happy. Damn, TJ, I feel bad for him. I don't. It no, gives them something don't. to do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we'll take you out to dinner sometime. <laughs> we had you had invites to a prom. You've had plenty of payment. Yeah, that's what I want. That's a good payment. Yeah, you had choices. Give me the cash. You had options. Good lord! All right, everybody. Thanks to One Man Financial well, just and Exalta. Good. <laughs> this went off the rails. It, it always does. Doesn't it always Listen does. to us. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Get to us on Twitter or Facebook. Thanks Holla. for listening. Bye. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 